Warning, do not buy these three crypto projects. All the projects in our previous do not buy episodes have tanked massively, and we're about to reveal three more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leverage trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're putting out a massive warning to completely avoid these three crypto projects. Do not buy. Not financial advice, of course. Yeah. This is just our opinion and our research into projects that we believe have either A, super inflated market caps and are totally undeserving of them, mm-hmm. or there's some internal battles going on with the team, yep. or some other shady stuff that we need to mention. And before we begin, I think it's very important to highlight that this is maybe the fifth one in our series of the Do Not Buys, not financial advice, but we absolutely nailed Hex before that thing tanked 99%. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've been really, really accurate with all of our Do Not Buy episodes, which is why you have to watch this episode until the end because we called Hex before a 95, 99% drawdown. What else? We talked about Axie Infinity. We warned everyone about Axie Infinity before they had that massive $700 million hack and went to absolute zero. What else did we talk about? Crypto.com before they pulled the rewards and that price actually got obliterated. Mm -hmm. So... You know, that's just three. The list goes on. Like yeah, it goes on and on. All of the Do Not Buy episodes we've done in the past have foreshadowed a massive drop in price or just talked about a project which ended up being a dead project. Yeah. So we've, we've come up with another three today that some people, I'm sure some people love these projects. Some people may be bullish. Some people bearish. But when you understand the research we've done and the angle we're looking at it, maybe it'll change your mind and say, look, these projects maybe are not deserving to be in our portfolios. Absolutely. So let's get started. The first one has a $780 million fully diluted market cap mm. with only 50% of tokens in circulation. Yeah. Unbelievable to have a market cap of this size. It's, you know, you look at some of these projects and some of the market caps they have, especially, I mean, it's a bear market, so these market caps are down from where they were. Yeah, crazy. But they still, you know, a nearly $1 billion value company, and then you look at what they're actually doing, how many people are actually using it, and the quality of their platform and products, and you're like, wow, this thing is nowhere near the value that it should be at. And then you look at some of the competitors in that space and you're like, okay, I'd much rather have that at that valuation than this thing. Yeah. So the first first one we're going to talk about is Gala. Mm-hmm. This one had a ton of hype from a, multiple individuals <clears throat> across the internet. But there are some red flags that we have to address. And this is like a entertainment, blockchain-based gaming platform, right? Yep. So <clears throat> what I don't like about this one is their token distribution model, first of all. Like, they release a token. They release tokens every single day. It's a daily distribution. Um, That is just going to continue tanking the price unless there's additional buyers coming in. 
However, I don't foresee any additional buyers coming in due to some recent headlines. Yeah, for sure. So they've got some some interesting in-team fighting. There's There was some lawsuits from, what, the co-founder against the other co-founder? Yeah, the so the lawsuit filed by its CEO accusing the company's co-founder of theft of $130 million in gala tokens. Yeah, that's a lot. So the co-founder was also sued by the SEC earlier in the year for allegedly defrauding investors out of $18 million in a separate scheme. Yeah, so ugh, the trust is gone completely from that project. That's back-to-back Yeah, that's- uh, nasty ones. Also, <laughs> there was a back in 2022... There was a, a $1 billion hack fear. Oh, yeah. Quote, unquote, hack. Yeah. So concerns uh, developed after a single blockchain address appeared to mint over $1 billion worth, $1 billion worth of Gala tokens out of thin air. What they said, what Gala said, was that they hacked themselves to safeguard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're trying to say that, like, look, we're trying to make our product more safe and all these things. And look, that's three occurrences now where a lot of money... And you have one team teammate who knows their teammate quite well, yeah. claiming that this guy's stealing tokens. Yeah, I mean, that's a that is the reddest of all flags. Like yeah. three back to back things like that. Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, when I hear that, I'm not touching this project with a ten foot pole. You know, when you when a, t- a project comes along and says, "Oh yeah, it's a, it was an inside job hack. We did it." You know, it, it reminds us of that that Vetme project that we talked about recently, where they came out and said, "Oh yeah." Um, it was an inside team wallet that got, you know, compromised and took all these tokens. You know what? I don't believe it. Yeah, I so, don't believe it either because yeah. you brought up a really interesting point. It's like, and, you know, this is a product that we talked about. Unfortunately, we got it wrong. Um, it was a sub $5 million. So, those, like, the, the lower the market cap, the riskier the play can For be sure. at times. So, unfortunately, we did miss on that one. But to your point, it's like, if it was a team's tokens that got hacked, why weren't they being staked the whole time? Yeah. They'd vet me just launched this staking program, and then all of a sudden, their the tokens get hacked, but they should have been in the staking wallets anyway, so it doesn't really make sense to me. Claim to be a seed phrase, but why didn't they take all the tokens from the from the entire wallet instead yeah. of only the vet me tokens? Doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah. Anyway, back to Gala. So, uh, some other reasons why I don't really like it is they keep, you know, it's, it's a gaming project. It's one of the main branches of Gala is a gaming project. They keep launching these massive games, but one, the quality of the games is not that great. It's one, another one of these projects with these kind of Brutal. shittier graphics, clunky gameplay. And they, at one point, back when you know blockchain gaming was very hot, they claimed to have over 1.3 million active users. But now it is down to a fraction of that because you know they make these claims projects when everyone when something is new, everyone tries it, right? It's like um, when Facebook launched Threads. And, you know, it was immediately linked from your Instagram and you're going to thread. So it's like, oh, look, within our first week, we have yeah, 1 billion users right. because everyone just everyone clicking the button. That's yeah. a user. And then it just immediately from 1 billion because everyone's like, this is, this this is garbage. Yeah. So it just tanks. And now they have like 20 million active users. I feel like that's where these stats with like Gala Games come from. It's like, oh, yeah, at one point we had 1.3 million active users. Oh, down to 20,000, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, not that's not the, the exact stats oh, for okay. Gala. But yeah. at one point they had 1.3. And then now it's, you know, no one uses these games anymore because the games are trash. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the games are outdated and trash. No one's using them. And they have a $750 million market cap. Yeah. I'd be looking elsewhere in the blockchain gaming space or even the crypto entertainment space to find competitors with lower market caps that are actually executing. Like, hello. Gala Games operates on Ethereum blockchain. They used Polygon because obviously you can't be running games on Ethereum. Like, they need to be fast. The gas fees need to be low. So use Polygon to migrate to BNB Smart Chain. 
I don't really want to be on a project who migrated to BNB when we have what's going on with, uh, sorry, BSC Smart Chain, when what's going on with CZ, Binance, you know, do you want to be associated with a BNB token? I like what Hello's done and they've migrated to Ethereum. Yeah. Right? Obviously, they're focused more on entertainment, not gaming. This is where the difference comes into play. But when you're gaming focused, you have to be on something that's super fast, super cheap, super scalable. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. And what they plan to do is the team plans to launch their own blockchain. Right. Good luck. <laughs> that is it's very difficult to build out a blockchain. Yeah. And I don't think they have the capabilities with all the stuff that they're going through from a back-end perspective between their team. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think for me, the trust is gone. The quality isn't there. It's a massively VC-backed inflated market cap project. So I'm not touching it. Last thing to note is that Coinbase said that it won't accept the upgrade when they went from Gala V1 to Gala, Gala V2. Right. I think there's some issues as it becomes you know, apparent as the SEC is cracking down on particular projects and how they've issued their tokens, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the fact that say Coinbase is saying we're not listing you guys anymore, yeah, another red flag. Red flags everywhere with yeah. that project. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. I'm out. All right. So next we'll talk about a project that was once very much a darling of crypto. Everyone thought it was the best new project. You have to give it to them. It was a grand vision, the technology and the problem they were trying to solve. But at this point, I think you can agree it's a failed project. It didn't work and still has like a three hundred fifty million dollar market cap. So we're talking about helium. So Helium, you know, the the original idea was a decentralized network to improve wireless infrastructure, a global and open wireless internet work, internet thing devices powering it all, right? So they actually sent me a device. I have a little Helium device over there. It's mining Helium tokens, which are not worthless. <laughs> but, you know, you're creating a heat map of internet connectivity to power all these devices, decentralized infrastructure. And it's a great idea, but... In, in theory and in terms of like the cost of setting it up, mining the tokens and just the, the, the effectiveness of the network, it just didn't work. And I think people are kind of starting to realize that now it maybe it's a bit of a failed project. Yeah, the internet of things. So tell me, how much are you making off of your helium mining? I make nothing now because the token's in the, sh- in the pits. And it still is a $350 million market cap. This thing is further down to go. <laughs> so you make like a penny per day or something? I don't know. It's, it's not worth a it. fraction of a dollar, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the problem with this one is the same problem I see with a, a Tor network, which is another brutal project I would avoid at all <laughs> costs. I think is such trash. Um, you have to rely on, think about it. We always talk about ease of access, ease of usability. And you already have, your, you already have a regular internet modem and all these things. Is the everyday user, the everyday person who uses the internet, are they really going to take the time to set up one of these things? Yeah, no way. First of all, 98% of people are not yet in crypto. So you have 2% of the population who would potentially even consider mining for $0. Mm. And all the setup and, and process that is involved in that, it's just, it's not going to happen. It only So the Helium Network was only meant to work like it was meant to or supposed to if the rapid adoption of these helium miners in the hotspots actually proliferated over time. So you need like a ton of these hotspots. If you live in like a regional area, no hotspots, no network. If people start to disconnect them because they're not making any money, no network. So only when it was supposed to reach critical mass with you could actually use it to do things, but it never got even close to that. So it was really just, I think, a massive waste of money for everyone that got involved with it. So that's the point. You have a dependence on hotspot owners for this network to be running. We got Starlink. Like mm. we're, we're trying to do the opposite. We're trying to get people to have internet access everywhere. Yeah. And to that point, 
now not only are you relying on um, a successful blockchain adoption and people actually using it is that you're also relying on the, the manufacturing of these helium, mm. helium hotspots. We're already going through a huge problem with people facing high inflation, high interest rates, global supply chain issues. How are you going to even get these things out to everybody? That's a whole separate component yeah. of this business model. For sure. The lead time for ordering these helium miners was at one point like eight to 12 months. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they need everyone to get these miners and hotspots to make the thing work, but they can't even produce them and ship them fast enough to even get it close to enough to working. So the whole like, you know, decentralization is good for a lot of things, but some things you need a bit of centralization. And I think for, you know, powering like a wireless grid, you can't trust just people to do that. It has to be like a massive company who has infrastructure and capability and, you know, economies of scale to produce these things. So that I think, you know, grand vision, but it didn't work. And then going back to some of the same points as Gala, there's maybe some, some shady things going on with the company. So this, I feel like you see this a lot in crypto. You go into a website and it's like partners and integrations, and then it has a list of logos. And sometimes, uh, you know, a company will put like the logo of Amazon on their website, even though they're just using AWS as the cloud hosting service platform, right? Not really a partnership. Right. So that's like, like oh. we use AWS or something. It's yeah, like, it's like, oh, we're partnered with Amazon because we use AWS for our website. Yeah, yeah not really. Or it's like, use Google. It's like, no, you just use Google. Yeah. I use Google Drive. <laughs> so I'm partnered with Google. So Helium, if you're familiar with Lime scooters, it's like those. I've used them. Yeah, the, the scooters you can rent in any city around the world. I think back in the day, I think it was, I don't know, 20, 2019, Lime Scooters did a very brief, like one or two month initial test of some sort of integration with Helium. Tested it, didn't work out so well, they stopped. But Helium kept the Lime Scooter logo, which is a very recognizable logo and brand, at the top of their partner list on their website forever. Mm. So it's like, oh, look, Lime Scooters uses Helium. It's like, no, well, no, they don't. And then the word got out, the Lime, I don't know, mar- head of marketing was just like, no, this is not, not accurate at all. Lime ended up having to send Helium a cease and desist order to yeah. try to get their fucking logo off their website. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of things about Helium that I just don't trust. No, and that, again, this is a project with a $350 million market cap mm-hmm. that is going absolutely nowhere real fast. Yeah, I think I would probably wait. Like, it's an interesting idea, this whole Internet of Things, devices, but I think the technology isn't quite there yet. I would wait for maybe someone to come along with a newer, better, and more more economical way of doing this kind of thing and, and maybe look at the technology again in a few years. But for now, Helium, great idea, didn't work, massively still inflated market cap. I would not buy that token personally at all. Yeah, look, if they can figure out a way to mass produce a ton of these, get them into everybody's house and actually have people set them up, sure. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah, definitely not. All right, so what's our number three crypto to avoid the moment? I almost don't even know what this thing does because <laughs> you don't even hear of it ever, but somehow it has a $700 million market cap. It's one of these classic, and we were talking about this before we started recording. It's like there's all this money, quote unquote money, locked in crypto market caps, but there's so many of these old, specifically, there's so many old layer ones, like just ghost chains. Yeah. Like if you look at the top 50 projects, top 100 projects, and this project we're about to talk about is in the top 50. It's, it's right at the top, number 53 ranked. You know, like Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, all these old projects that just have dead money in them. Absolutely just because dead. they've gone through multiple cycles, they, whatever, they're backed by VCs, just dead money, dead tokens that won't move. And I think that's the case with this layer one. It launched in the last bull run, had a great ICO. At one point, it was take advantage of the hype of the NFT bull market because one of the quote-unquote good things about this layer one is it was cheap and it was built for NFTs. 
But now you never even want to talk about it. No one's using it beyond a couple of small partnerships. And it's just, I think it's one of these ghost chains that'll never recover to its all-time high. It was one of those 2017 ICO boom uh, coins that will never, ever come back. Yeah. And you're right. Like the inflated market caps that we're seeing, like the overall crypto market cap is like you had some seed round investors get in at like a quarter of a cent. They put in 10 million. The token's now worth a buck. Yeah. So the market cap has gone up and that investment's now worth a lot more. So it's like, it's not actually money in the system and actually in the crypto projects. Yeah. It's just inflated. It's dead money. It's dead. It's absolutely dead. So uh, they had a Genesis block. So the project we're talking about is Tezos. Yeah, Tezos, XTZ. Uh, again, it's a open source blockchain platform known for its self-amending protocol, which allows its users to upgrade without having to fork the network into two different blockchains. Sounds great. Mm. But they have a lot of competition. You know, they're competing against smart contract platforms like Cardano, Polkadot, Cosmos, Solana, Avalanche. Yeah. Like, And at least you hear what Avalanche is doing. You hear, but... Even that, even that's kind of like a dead project, but you hear what <laughs> <laughs> you hear what all these other the adoption of Ethereum is seeing, et cetera. It's like there's so much competition. They're actually doing stuff. Tezos is doing nothing. The NFT space is completely dead, and yeah. probably will be unless you're talking about tokenization of real world assets, which is still an NFT. It's just a, a different verbiage, but yeah. I don't see Tezos entering this space. No, I feel like NFTs. You know, whichever form they do, end up coming back in. It will be where the money is, where the total value locked is, and that is still, you know, on Ethereum and all these popular blockchains. There's no money left on Tezos. I don't see it coming back to be a powerhouse in the NFT space. I don't see any developers building anything on Tezos. The one partnership I did see they made was they sponsored Manchester United's training kit to do some (laughs) NFTs for Manchester United. So they're still trying to go this NFT route, but there's just absolutely no money in that space. You know, if this thing had a $70 million market cap, I'd say maybe look at it because they're still working in the NFT space, but... $700 $700 million yeah. market cap, number 53 ranked project, Tezos? Absolutely not. Like, this is a ghost chain. I'm sorry. It's so, just- the TVL, the total value locked, according to DeFi Llama, mm-hmm. is down only yeah. $45 million locked after six years? Yeah. Bro, there's, was it like the first day that, um, what's that layer two, the one by Coinbase? Base. Base, yeah. It had like 200 million in the first 24 hours. Yeah, like this thing's been around doing nothing. People are actually using it. Here's another uh, few things that was hilarious from the website. Their block times, 15 seconds. Oof. Bitrock just launched. It has that two seconds. Yeah. What the heck are these guys doing, bro? Yeah. Uh, their TPS, 40. It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> 40 old, transactions per second. It's a ghost chain. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. Um, some things on their st- stats and facts portion of their page. The images weren't loading. Uh, the protocol stats the smart contract operations are are just on a continuous decline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's nothing going on in this project. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a classic example of one of these old school ghost change with just dead money, dead tokens in there that, uh, at a $750 million market cap, number 53 ranked, I'm avoiding Tezos at all costs. And due to the way the ICO went with the 230 million that came in, uh, 50% of all XTZ in existence are owned by 150 accounts. Perfect. So, it's ready to dump on us at all yeah, times. Yeah. So the super high wealth concentration amongst all the wallets, like yeah. you don't want to see that. No, absolutely. Red flags abound in Tezos, Helium, and Gala. Like I wouldn't touch any of these projects. Absolutely not. Nor would I touch a Tor or VetMe. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, if there's any other projects that you think have massive amount of red flags that we should not touch at all, leave them in the comments because we're always going to do updates to this warning. Do not buy crypto series. Make sure you tune to the next episode. That one is going to be a banger.
All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.